0: Good morning and welcome to RSL Soapbox Standup. I am your host, Miles Dunn. You can find me on Twitter at Lord Dunn. Lord is my middle name. Wish at this point I could change it so I didn't have to keep saying that. Uh, but welcome, welcome to the Soapbox Stand Up. It's been a month since I last was on the pod. Excited to dig into what was an extremely underwhelming uh, at least from an entertainment standpoint game over the weekend against the Columbus crew. So let's dive right in and talk about it. Uh, so Real Salt Lake played at home this weekend. It was, uh, I believe their seventh straight sellout. Um, certainly not all in attendance, but all tickets were distributed. So I guess that's a pat on the back. Um, It was a fireworks night, so late kickoff at 8 p.m. with fireworks show afterward. Usually that brings in a pretty solid crowd, but for whatever reason, uh, busy summer, lots of vacations, not as many fans in the stands. Um, And they didn't miss much, so the game finished 0-0. I guess silver lining here is that Real Salt Lake pitched their seventh shutout of the season, so congratulations. But unfortunately, none of our center backs were able to score so that resulted in a zero-zero draw. Um, not the worst result. A point is a point. But obviously when you're at home, uh, you put a premium on winning. And we just weren't able to get it done. Um, some key moments or, or takeaways from the match. Uh, we only saw one yellow card for Real Salt Lake. Marcelo Silva with a yellow card in stoppage time of the first half. We also saw Bobby Wood uh not on the roster due to injury. He had abductor surgery this week. He's likely out, uh, they guess around eight weeks or so. So should be back this season, but uh probably a little bit later, towards the end of summer, early fall, as we begin to ramp up for the playoffs. We were able to see Johnny Menendez get his first minutes of the season with Real Salt Lake, so that's uh great to see him back on the pitch. Um, some some might argue that we probably should have seen Anderson Julio in this match. Who knows? Uh, maybe it was a coach's decision. Maybe he's uh, not feeling great. Not sure. Uh, but regardless, Johnny Menendez got to see some minutes. That's nice considering uh, who he is and what we thought he could accomplish when he came to Real Salt Lake. Uh, other good call-outs from this 0-0 match... Real Salt Lake actually finished with more possession, and that's notable because Real Salt Lake this season doesn't finish with more possession. Uh, Quick search, I couldn't find a game where we finished with more possession other than the U.S. Open Cup match that we lost. Uh, Maybe there's one match where we finished with more, but I, I didn't check every single match, but certainly checked a lot of them and couldn't find one. So Salt Lake finished with fifty one point seven percent possession to Columbus's forty eight point three. So congrats, Real Salt Lake, finally outpossessed a team. Um, our passing accuracy was also better than our opponent, which I also don't believe has happened this year. Or if it has, it's only happened once or twice. We finished with an eighty six percent passing accuracy to Columbus's eighty three percent. Stats are kind of boring, so we'll we'll pause it there. One um, other interesting call out from the match Mark Allerton was the referee and from what I understand from the broadcast it was his first match as the center official and I think we kind of saw him developing into this role through the match uh, certainly felt like it got away from him at times made some interesting decisions or or failed to make a decision uh, but all in all he did a fine job um, I'm not gonna harp on the ref for any reason the game the game was it is it is what it was it was what it is so uh moving on what that means for real salt lake uh they are currently in second place in the west on 29 points four points behind lafc that is exactly identical to the Supporters shield as well lafc is at the top of the league for the supporter shield race at 33 points with salt lake in second at 29 philadelphia in third at also 29 points so those are your top three in the supporter shield race which just sounds crazy to say <laughs> here we are mid-season and Real salt lake is sitting in second place in the league that is incredible nobody saw this coming and anybody that says they did is lying um Salt Lake obviously has the tiebreaker over Philadelphia in the Supporter Shield race because we have eight wins to their seven wins. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll keep tracking that on the back half of the season. But man, that would be something if Real Salt Lake could somehow, with any additions when the transfer window opens, uh, find themselves in winning the Supporter Shield. It's never been done at, at Real Salt Lake. Speaking of transfer window, the transfer window opens July 7th uh real salt lake does have 36 people on their 30-man roster i'm not sure how that works with mls next and roster rules but there have been whisperings that there might be one more move potentially even a dp move we probably won't hear anything about that until july 7th or during those weeks of july 7th through the beginning of august when the windows open um Obviously, there's been rumors for months about a certain gentleman with the last name Cuellar from Colombia, who would be a DP defensive midfielder and a game changer for Real Salt Lake, but no new developments there. Either way, we'll keep our eyes open and hopefully we hear some more news. Uh, What else? What else uh, is going on? So... Our next match is the week this coming weekend, the uh, 4th of July weekend. Happy Independence Day, America. Uh, U, uh, Re- USA. Woo. Real Salt Lake will be traveling to Minnesota to take on the Loons. The last time we were in Minnesota, there was high drama as David Ochoa kicked a ball into the Wonder Wall. So it'll be interesting to see the reception we receive when we head out east for... 4th of July weekend. Speaking of Independence Day, I know it's kind of a crazy time in the United States. Um, some, some unfortunate events have occurred. Certainly don't want to dig into it too much out of respect for uh, the complexity of the situation and the varying opinions. But what I will say is no government should have rights that supersede the rights of an individual over their own body and we'll just leave it at that all right i think that's it again kind of a slow week kind of a boring game but when it's all said and done Real salt lake is sitting in second place in the entire league people in the entire league just ruminate on that for a minute incredible Especially when you consider we have the lowest payroll in the league. This is feeling awful 2009-ish to me, where the team was the star, and we didn't have any stars at all, and we managed to win MLS Cup. Um, we are technically slightly past the midpoint. I guess I do have more to talk about. We're slightly past the midpoint of the season, um, 16 games is the midpoint we're at 17 we have a game in hand or or rather we we've played one more game than most teams so let's just do a quick check on things now that we're we're mid-year so so far rail salt lake zach mcmath leads the team with minutes played at 1530. in terms of field players this may come as a big surprise to you adrian brody has more minutes than any other field player for rail salt lake this year 1465 Thank friggin' goodness. And I say that not because Adrian Brody is just the best left back in the league. It's because he's the only left back on Real Salt Lake. I mean, you've got Kablam, but we haven't really seen him play left back. So, good job, Brody. Stay healthy, please, for the sake of the left side of defense. Please stay healthy. Um, In terms of goals scored, currently we have a three-way tie with... Sergio Córdova, Justin Glad, and Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood's obviously injured, so uh, that's going to put a damper on his team golden boot race. Right now, the odds on favorite would be Córdova to finish with most goals. Um, but that being said, Saverino is now on the team, has one goal in 222 minutes played, whereas Córdova has three goals in Uh, 1100 minutes played so sovrino i mean our leading goal scorer only has three goals it's a wide open race people Uh, in terms of passing accuracy kapelhoff kapelhoff has our highest passing accuracy he's only played one game though so we're going to set him aside for a minute put him in the parking lot Uh, marcello silva has played 16 games 1425 minutes huge sample size He has the second highest passing accuracy on the team at 87.5%. So good job, Silva. Um, In the top five is Jasper Lofelsund, who came out of nowhere from the MLS draft. So (laughs) congrats, Lofelsund. Dude's getting minutes. He's all over the field. Uh, Honestly, he's really good. He is really good. Did not expect... One, I didn't expect him to play that much. Certainly didn't expect him to get seven starts so far this year. And he already has one assist and 85% passing accuracy, which on this team is a lot. Um, One other stat, tackles. Our leading tackler is Pablo Ruiz with 29. The next closest is Michael Chang at 15. So Pablo Ruiz has almost double the tackles of the next closest person on the team. Just crushing it. So anyway, that's your mid-year check-in. Exciting back half of the year to come. RSL's in prime position for a home playoff game. If they can make some magic happen, get a couple road wins that were unexpected, they very well could be playing for Supporter Shield in the last couple weeks of the season. Don't want to get ahead of myself. Seasons are long. Weird things happen. But the fact that we're here halfway through the season is a revelation. So congrats, Rail Salt Lake. It's been a hell of a ride the first half of the season. Looking forward to the second half. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Take care of the ones you love. Uh, YOLO. Peace.